Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you used to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Break Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Jess Press Play Podcast. We have the normal crew. We got LJ, Pops, Uncle Tony, Kevin. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, we got a lot. I guess we got a lot to get into, you know, the news cycle and all that such. You know, apparently something happened at the Oscars. We may yeah. touch on that. I, I got big what, news. Do you want to hear some big news? Uh, yeah, I'd love it was some big news. it was really nice outside, so I took a bike ride. It was the first day. It was over thirty eight degrees, so thirty nine degrees. It was a good bike ride. <laughs> that is the news that people come yeah. to this podcast yeah. for. It was right? a good bike ride. <laughs> I really they enjoyed it. Know, yeah, they want to know like what was the weather like? You Breaking know? news: thirty nine degrees, <laughs> and it's the weather that was probably yesterday or like it's not yeah even no like yeah the yeah. This is like six days ago when you're listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the bike ride. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I went up Lincoln and then up Damon, uh, which have bike lanes. It was pretty nice. Uh, it was pretty convenient. And, uh, I don't I know. Do. Should, should a bike rider stop at a red light? Yes. In that a, there's, there's rules. Yeah. But like people don't. So like, I feel like I, I do, but I also feel like the wuss, you know, I feel like the little baby boy um, like who's following the, the law the situation. <laughs> yeah. So, so my dad always told me, and I, I tried to teach my kids this when I was teaching them to drive. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about all those other stupid idiots out there. So I'd say, yeah. Stop, but I think that's the other thing though on is a on a bike, I can really, I, I've got like good sight um, and I can no. stop on a dime. No. All right. All right. All no. right Uncle Tony, I'll take, no. I'll take your advice. I, <laughs> what about a stop sign? Is a stop sign something I should worry about? Let me ask this. Are you wearing a helmet? Yes. 100%. Okay. Well, then do always. what you want to do. All right. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. I like safety first. Look at Uncle Tony. Mom's going to be listening to this and be like, thank you, Uncle Tony. I'm glad you finally asked the question that's that's important. That's right. Um, Oh, man. Well, while we're just sitting here BSing, I have a fun fact. No, wait, wait. wait, Can I ask another question about the bike ride? Yeah, of course. Okay. So uh, being in Chicago. Pros if you want to. No, no, no. I don't believe that. No. Uh, so, uh, it's on the, the bike ride as the wind with you or again, you, uh, so on the way <laughs> to work, so I, I was actually taking it to a job and on the way back, it was again, me, I was going okay. downhill, but the wind was again, me. So okay. it was kind of a pain to be honest with okay. you. So were you wearing bike shorts or just regular stuff? Jeans and, and the shirt you're seeing now and a jacket. Okay, good. That's how Midwesterners ride bikes is jeans and flannel (laughs) shirts. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. If you put on bike (laughs) shorts, I was going to have to 
Will Smith you. <laughs> how many times can we Keep do my shorts. How, how many memes are there Keep and how many will there be? Keep my shorts out your mouth. Out, Keep my short. Yeah, that's, the that's a double entendre if I ever heard one. Keep your shorts out, out your mouth. <laughs> Um, do y'all want a fun fact? I actually have yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I desperately yeah. I mean, this, do. This might not even go anywhere. I just want y'all to know about it. So, yeah. when you breathe uh-huh. in, yeah. when you breathe in, you never breathe in through both nostrils. You have what, you have like an octave, an active nostril. So, like, and they take breaks about four to five and a half hours. But, like, I can intentionally do that. No, it's like, it's just, it's your unconscious breathing. Yeah, yeah, but I, I can do it. I yeah, you don't. You can like, yeah, no. like go go underwater and suck in. You'll get you'll get a lot of oxygen. Look it up. I think you that's have an right. active that and dormant right. nostril, no. and usually if you're right and left handed, <laughs> that's why. You know what? The second part I'm going to go with. I don't. This isn't scientifically proven. The part about you only <laughs> breathe in through one nostril at a time is true, but I think that's why you ever have like allergies mess you up or something. There's always one nostril runny and yeah. one not. It's yeah. because that active nostril was going for four hours. Because it's yeah. about four to five hour no. periods. <laughs> what the yeah, hell no. are y'all talking this. about? <laughs> no. Liv, you just jumped in. Uh, I, here's a fun fact for you. No. For the listeners out there, Liv had to leave. You know, things more important than us. I don't know what that could be. But he had to leave <laughs> and he came back. But while you were gone, a fun fact is you only breathe out of one nostril. Like when you breathe in through your nose, you're breathing in through one nostril at a time. You have an active nostril and a dormant nostril. And you're kind of going through this one for about four hours. And then like your nose knows to switch and like go over to the left eye. I'm getting tired. Did, on, LJ tell, did LJ tell you this? No, this one's, where a, this did, one's where just Where's the slander fact. come from that I just make shit up? I mean, I did that one time, <laughs> but that, that was a game we were playing. That was part of a segment. Yeah. So, yeah. And I want to tell the listeners this because, you know, when, when Lifford is pondering, you can tell by the look on his face whether he's saying this is some bullshit. And he had yeah. that look on his face like. You know, it's like he's drifting off. I've seen that after about two hours around a campfire when other things are around a campfire. And he gets this look like that's some bullshit. And he, he, his, his mind is there, but his thoughts are somewhere else. And he had that look. <laughs> so that's some bullshit. Look, y'all don't have it's to believe though. me. And the listeners don't even have to believe I'm me. I'm right true. now. I can feel air in both nostrils. Excuse what me. What are you talking about? No, you can. You can do that. You can do that. But Unconscious, uh, Dr. Michael you're Benninger. Yeah. Uh, says that seventy-five uh, percent of your breathing is from one nostril and twenty-five percent is from the other. Okay, so it's not a hundred oh. and zero. Okay, it's seventy-five twenty-five. Well, no, That's what I right you now. can suck in through. Well, again, he left for part of the conversation. I didn't hear us say that. Yeah, yes. I guess it is dominant. Then yeah, seventy-five is it's right. Like, people tend to spend more time favoring their left nostril and yeah. vice versa. Seventy-five twenty-five. It's like chances Wait, of winning out. a bracket. Can I, right? can I call time out? I need, I need okay. a twenty-second timeout here. What? When I brought it up. <laughs> It was total bullshit. And LJ just acts like he reads something off the computer. And y'all are like, oh, yeah, I no, can see I, that. that. Yeah, I got this sense. move like y'all think I have a monitor sitting over here. No. no, 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 no I was just looking out the window. This is Dr. horseshit. Mike this is. Well, Somebody what LJ started talking Mike about Redinger. it. 
When he started talking about it, I did no. think maybe this was an LJ idea, and I gave it a little more credibility. I will say that. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I will say I'm more apt to believe seventy five twenty five than a hundred and zero. I'm just. I didn't you. say a hundred zero. You took that's it what you implied. Just, you, you implied a hundred zero. You implied. You inferred it. I didn't imply it. We can quit using <laughs> verbs here. Um, let's get into. We got a lot of news. The best pod we've ever done. I don't know if that that stuff's coming at the end or if that's coming at the beginning. But either way, here. We're, we're actually, awesome. before we get to basketball, let's get a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> I hope it's Sinex. <laughs> hey, so first off, I'd like to apologize for Andrew not being here. But uh, I did want to let you guys know about something called Athletic Greens. You might have heard about this. Um, it's basically like if you remember having uh, Flintstone vitamins as a kid and, you know, they made you feel really strong, made you run faster. Um, you can do this now as an adult, but, you know, you don't want those chalky cartoon character vitamins. Well, what I would suggest is Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Look, this special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health. You've got a gut. I know you've got a gut. Nervous system. I know you're probably nervous. I'm nervous. Immune system. You're not immune. Um, I am. Uh, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It will definitely help support aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a whole range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, which, you know, GMOs, uh, no chemicals. Well, I mean, it's technically chemicals because everything's chemicals when it comes down to it, um, or artificial anything, which I don't really, it's like plants. They're saying it's made out of plants and stuff. Uh, plus it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know, interestingly, for, for like the last two weeks, I felt like I've had like a dog's nose. It's just been wet all the time. Just, you know what I mean? It's been cold and wet and kind of like... I needed a tissue. It's like a dog's nose. I've, I've had a dog's nose for the last two or three weeks. It's that crazy. That's, we've got the title already. We're like 10 minutes into this. That, we've got the title already. That means you're healthy. Congratulations. I don't have a follow-up to no. that. Just, there's nothing. We this is in the ad break. We don't, have to, we don't have to take you to the vet. You're good. No, yeah. Well, no I more had, digital I exams for you. Across across the nose is cold and wet. <laughs> I mean, they pulled your sample you from the carpet, tell. right? <laughs> okay. No, no. Keep that finger to yourself. My nose is cold and wet. I'm good. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're, we're back. Let's talk some hoops here. Can I just throw this out? I, the tournament, I'm not saying it's been a bad tournament. I like the tournament. It's been fun. It was, it was more fun when Arkansas was still in it. But the Sweet 16 was great. The Elite Eight was kind of terrible. Boring games. Mm. Boring. Just yeah. boring. Yeah. Like the, the Sweet 16, we had that Gonzaga-Arkansas game was fun. Texas Tech, The Texas Tech-Duke game was fun. The Houston one was fun. Villanova-Michigan was good. And then we get Friday, we got the Cocks flying. We got um, <laughs> by Peacocks, I mean, the Peacocks. Um, we got Kansas Providence. 
Where? <laughs> There's a blind penis North coming Carolina after you. They've been chasing me. And then we get to Saturday, Sunday, and it's why. It's why the Cinderellas are fun. They're cute, but you don't need them to last too long because you're going to get a game where Miami just doesn't have the guns, where St. Peter's just doesn't have the guns, where, I mean, I guess Arkansas didn't have the guns, but they weren't really a, a, a so Cinderella. So my question play. is, was uh, was Saturday a showing, or uh, the Elite Eight, was that a showing of four teams playing the best basketball they played this tournament, or was it a showing of the disparity between the teams that were in there? Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. you did see... For, we got the bluest of blue blood Final Four you could have. Oh, yeah. And so they all have great talent, and you saw the best they have to offer. And then you I, also saw they were going up against Miami and St. Yeah. Peter's. Tony, what were you going to say? Yeah. The, it, LJ, you, you called it. Yeah. It, it actually is both. The, all four teams, well, Villanova did not get better, did not get healthier. They actually got a lot worse. Because of that injury, that Achilles injury to more. But yeah. um that was tough. Uh, but yeah. Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas, especially Duke and Kansas, really have gotten healthy over the last couple of weeks because they finally they were kind of limping down the stretch and and they are peaking at the right time. And so yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh they, well and to me with that other side, it. and we're, I guess we're bearing the lead here a little bit, but Duke and North Carolina both, we know they got talent. Like Duke's had the most talented team, I think, all year. They just are really playing well right now all together. And it's it's like five lottery picks playing together right now. Mm-hmm. They're a really talented team. Now they could lose. But Tony, my question to you is because we kind of went off the uh, before the pod started, so I kind of know where dad stands, but yeah. usually the media hype things up, but and I'm calling us the media. We're big J journalists. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're, we're talking into a microphone. Um, and in Sweden, we're like level two, I think. And <laughs> top tier. Top North tier. Carolina top versus tier. Duke in the final four this year with Coach K's final year. First time they've ever met in the, met in the tournament, let alone the final four. It's, I mean, arguably the biggest game in college basketball history. I mean, it's, it's a huge yeah. game. Am I crazy? It, you are correct. And so here's the what's funny about that. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you start thinking about it. And you and we've all think, you know, when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl the year before. Ah, shit. I LJ is just dormant. Damn it. He's just tormenting me. Damn yeah. it. I, yeah. I, we, maybe we're going to get through one broadcast without that. Uh, I'll, but, cut um, it. I'll cut it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but you couldn't write a story any better than that. Right. Yeah. You know. And and so here's a guy who's a great, the greatest, maybe the greatest coach of all time. Never faced Carolina, their nemesis in an NCAA in tournament. tournament, and it's in the Final Four, which he's tied the record for now. Is I that think right? So. Yeah, I think so. And um, so uh, it, it that's you, you can't wipe and, that shit up now. And I, I, North now, Carolina in the last game they played each other in Cameron Indoor, North Cameron. Carolina beat the shit out of them right before Cameron. they were about to have like a big. Coach K Memorial and ESPN was yeah. ready to roll out the red carpet, and they just got dog walked. Skadoosh. So um, I, I think that, you know, you couldn't write this any better. So that game, the Duke-Carolina game, man, that's the one, right? If you ever had to pay for a commercial on a on a college basketball game, that's the one. Because uh, 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 Well, yeah, it's just amazing, right? You can't write that shit. And, and it's, I mean, I, I'm it's sure perfect. somebody who may believe in conspiracies could probably write something up to say that was going to be in 
the intent I did the see time. Coach K during the Texas Tech game kind of go over to the ref and make a joke when it was about four uh, minutes left, and all of a sudden they went on a run. I, I'm just you know connecting dots, not saying anything here. Tony, I want to ask. I want to ask, I wanna ask Tony something. Yeah. So, so Tony, Pops, what you got? If it, uh, these two boys are way too young, and we were young, but do you remember? I think it was UCLA and Houston played in the Astrodome, and it was like Elvin Hayes and Lou Alcindor, I think, at the time. And I mean, which was, for those who don't know who's Lou, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Um, I mean, that was I think the biggest game in college basketball. I I, I think this is on that level. I really think. This game, with all the things you guys just talked about, puts it on that level. Yeah, it's a big game. Now, that game, um, you know, really established uh, UCLA. They had won, okay. I think, two or three tournaments that time. But when, when Houston beat them, Jabbar, Houston, Houston beat, beat them. Mm-hmm. But it was in the Astrodome. And yep. I think that's the first time that on a national – it was that national stage. That's really what established NCAA basketball from that point forward as a as a true sport. Until that time, it was – if it's not college football, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I think that really uh, – really set, that was one of those dramatic games there. But this is pretty close because of um, – now, you know, if it was Roy Williams – well, I was about to say, do you think they'll show more shots Mark of Will Williams in the stands or Hubert oh, Davis? Because I mean, they, they, they probably will. Yeah, that'd be a good bet. Yeah, but but you know, I, I, hey, props to Hubert Davis. So uh, let me say this about North okay. Carolina. You know, this guy, it's it's one of those no win scenarios, just about right. You're going to come back. You you are a player, and you are a great player. You're coming back to your alma mater. You're replacing Roy Williams, who left Kansas to go to North Carolina to replace a legend in Dean Smith, and so. Okay, Hugh, here's the keys to the engine, or here's the keys to the car. Go win a couple of national championships, and here he is. And year one. Amazing job. Hugh Davis, just amazing. Never would have thought that. He got some Jackson Joes, though. I'm telling you, he got some players that are are coming around at the right time. Some kind of player. I like it. Yeah, yeah. LJ, I want want your your input on this. So – you know a good rivalry. I mean, Oakland yeah. Raiders, Denver Broncos, you know what a rivalry feels like. Oh, so the Tar Heels got to go in Cameron Indoor and stuff Coach K, and then he still had to give his little speech after getting beat by double digits. Like, it was yeah. a blowout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about as sweet as it can get. Now we, open, <laughs> now we open up. Now, if, they, like, if you're a North Carolina fan, the problem is, is if Coach K wins this game, Beats yeah. North Carolina in the final cancels four on his way to win. a championship. It cancels out. Yeah. It cancels and, out. Honestly, if you know anybody that lives in North Carolina, check on them. They need to see a therapist soon. They're, this is uh, the most stressful on weekend right now. ever. Most stressful weekend ever. So I you're mean, get saying, some insurance, life wow. insurance, fire insurance, just you, all sorts of insurance Pops, in North Carolina. what do you think? You're what saying you think? so I mean, the more- if, if Coach K beats North Carolina in the final four to win a championship on his final year that he told us was his final year? That's that's oh, bet you you can't would be bring a, up the Cameron Indoor thing. That would be yeah. amazing. You're right, but I I thought you were implying that there's more pressure on the Tar Heels than the Blue Devils. I don't know that the Tar Heels are going to feel pressure. more pressure. I'm just saying as a as a stupid fan, which we all are. I'm saying you yeah, have the upper speak hand for right yourself. Now. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> the listeners. Um, as a stupid, <laughs> the the Tar Heels have you. Can, uh, if you're arguing with a Duke fan. 
you can't say shit because we're like, do you remember Cameron Indoor? Do you remember your last one? Yeah. But Didn't now, yeah. if Coach K beats them in New Orleans to go to a championship and then wins. Now, if North Carolina wins, then they have the ultimate. They're like, we did it twice. We did well, it I think this is the Yeah, the thing about this game is that for the rest of these players' lives, they will never not hear about this game. No yeah. matter what happens, yeah. this will be the thing that comes up forever and ever. I just know fan is short for fanatic, and I the the stress this weekend. If you're LJ is right, like call your friends in North Carolina because yeah. they're in trouble. one way or another. You got a lot on the line on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. Go ahead. NC State fans, maybe even you know, poor <laughs> NC State fans, poor NC, poor one out. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. I I can't I can't think of anything bigger. You know, if you look back in the annals of sports history, and I hope I said that word right. Uh, <laughs> The um, you know, if you look back, Ted Williams, arguably the greatest hitter of all time in, in baseball, hit a home run on his last at bat. Stan Musial did it. Um, the, I mean, those things just—it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You just those things aren't supposed to happen. And you sit there and you cry in your seat, saying, "Oh my, you know, wow, what a feat!" And, and I think if Coach K wins this tournament. That's that kind of like there will be people blubbering. I may be one of them just sitting there going, oh, you know, greatest ever in one of the greatest sport in the arguably one of the greatest sports or greatest sport events, the NCAA tournament ever. This guy. Amazing. But, you know, it. I'm excited to see it, see what happens. I hope they Hawks. air his ad from 1994 before the Razorbacks game where he gets into the limo and the guy calls him Krezaweski. <laughs> you know that ad? Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. Mm. We'll have to pull that out. Think you're going to the Final Four this year, Coach? Hey, aren't you Coach Krzyzewski? You mean Krzyzewski? Yes, I am. <laughs> what do we, yeah, I do remember that. What would you say do if um, possibly... Like your best friend, you might even be called the, the best man at the wedding, or or you were just invited to a wedding of a friend that you you find as a dear friend, and it's right on Saturday. It's right in the middle of this Final Four, possibly the biggest game of all time. What what would you tell that person to do? <laughs> are Are you asking me? You want me to take your the, temperature? <laughs> Maybe you got a favor. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna miss the game. I think we're gonna miss. I don't know. Do we record it? Can Can we? Do we watch on the phone? Tony just caught COVID, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just, I I just, I just tested positive. That, you can't I'm argue with that, right? You can't. I just, you can't. I just Two weeks. realized I have a nut allergy and I just I just ate a hundred grand. So sorry, <laughs> I am. I'm all returned. No, <laughs> best I, man, though, I just had a payday. <laughs> I think you could. I, what I would do is I would tape it and go and I would do the wedding. You tape the wedding. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> That's what I'm asking. There's no way you're going to spoil this shit for me. Okay, I'm asking they tape the wedding for it. Is it is 2022? Taped. It is 2022. Yeah, everybody's taping their weddings now. But I, I'd probably go to the wedding, tape the game, and then if anybody said anything about it, if you see all people looking at their phones, slap it from them and do what Jimmy Fallon did. Uh, in in um, we talked about that. Tony, fever pitch. I don't think there's a way. No there's way. no way you can no get way. through that whole wedding, especially yeah. everyone knowing like we care about well, basketball. No. Is there? Wait, a minute, let me ask this: Is alcohol served at the wedding? Actually, yeah. yes. Oh, okay, it is. But 
We don't know. The venue could not serve. I don't know. There, there's oh. questions about that, but there, it is served. Okay. I just think there might be. If a you count. make it through the ceremony, then before you go to the before you go to the reception, just get slobbered. And then <laughs> there's an you idea. Yeah. Somebody yeah. Has to there's you, out. you can't get it spoiled. You won't remember what happened, and That's then you a good can. Idea. Then you can have a bloody so, mary. And so watch you're the saying game me and pops time. just wake up hungover as hell, and we yeah. nurse that hung- oh. hangover with the yeah. bloody mary. I'm sorry. It's you and Liv. Oh, I would never, never advocate for someone to get drunk. They get they so drunk they passed out. I would never, Kim, ever advocate for Kevin. To so, do yeah, pops. I don't know Clifford, maybe. But. Well, I know what's happened. So yeah. he's a lost cause. I mean, told him not to every time. There's a, there's a night in New Orleans we dare not speak about. So. Yeah. yeah, what's next, Kevin? So let's go to the other side of the bracket. Yeah. We've only talked about the maybe the two blue bloods in, that there is. And what do we have on the other side? Villanova and Kansas. Kansas is bluer than it gets. And Villanova, maybe you can call them a new blood. Like they're quite like the history that is North Carolina Duke. But I mean, they're there. It, what, how do you, what, what do we think about that game, Tony? Oh, and I do want the IT department to check me on this. Um, he couldn't give IT department heads Villanova, up. Villanova, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like he knew that he had this question. Yeah, uh, Villanova <laughs> has been to the Final Four now in the last six years three times, and one. Jay the, Wright, business as usual. I am telling you, I, I, it, they are truly in the in the twenty tens and up and above. I think since 2000, probably. They are the most consistent basketball team. Jay Wright is on his way to being Coach K. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's running the system, and nobody seems to be able to figure it out to stop him. And, you know, not that I buy teams in Calcutta's or put together brackets, but if I were, you always got to have Villanova (laughs) in your Final Four. It's just a great bet. And what a great system. So – I, I, Villanova to me is the, is probably of all four teams here in the last ten years the most consistent team okay, and probably okay. the one that deserves to be there the most in the last ten years. I thought you were going with that's the team that is the best or you would favor no, to win it all, and we no. know there's an injury to yeah no players that, that, that hurts, but. but. They're Jay Wright is probably, it does feel yeah. pops like Jay Wright and Villanova are kind of inevitable. Like Houston threw it was crazy. I don't know if y'all looked at the odds before the uh, Elite Eight started. Houston was favored by four points over Villanova. Yeah. Like everyone loved Houston. And they did what they Houston did exactly what they wanted to be. Ugly, <laughs> defensive, and Villanova's like, okay, we can play that. We can do that game. Jay Wright is a really, really good coach, and that program is a well-old machine. I'm going to tell you Pops. what, and, and I said it in our newsletter, but but uh, Villanova's going to lace them up, they're going to show up, and they're going to play good, solid, hard basketball, and they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. And if you're going to beat them, you better bring your lunch pail. You're going to beat them. You're going to beat them. Yeah. You're not going to luck into a win. That's right. You will have to beat them. That said – Kansas I think Kansas is, is going to beat them, but <laughs> really healthy, really talented, and looks good. So, but Kansas, you know, and and I mentioned this too. I mean, Kansas has some things that I kind of call Tom Izzo ish. I love Tom Izzo, but you know, he's had high expectations in the tournament many times and and fallen short. And I think Kansas wears Kansas that hat has sometimes done it too at times. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a really fantastic game. Uh, by the way, as well. 
Oh, missing that one, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no. Um, what do you think, LJ? About I, I don't know if you've analyzed this or not, but I've watched the celebration. You know when they spray water on the coach and stuff. Somehow, Bill Bill Self's hair does not move the top of his head. I think he's wearing a toupee. I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure, yeah, totally. <laughs> keep, keep an eye on it. Keep okay. an eye on it. People are saying hair, right. we're people, people, we don't have boots on the, people are talking. We don't have boots on the ground, but maybe we can find boots <laughs> on the ground in New Orleans to maybe try to blow it off and in New see, Orleans, see yeah, what's happening. But it doesn't yeah. seem like things are moving. I'm um, a very prankster. I know a place he can go where they'll check that for him. <laughs> Do uh, we have? <laughs> um, let's let's. Um, so the final four is going to be great. Uh, yeah. do, let's let's go ahead and make some picks real quick, and then we'll move on. Because I do want to I do want to talk about St. Peter's for a sec. You know, give give the cocks. I mean, the Gamecock or the, the Peacocks a chance or a shot. One of those but, cocks. Um, yeah. <laughs> boom boom. So I'm gonna go. This is probably the favorites, but I think I think Duke Kansas. I just think Duke overmatches North Carolina, Kansas. I, I think that injury hurts Villanova. And then I think Coach K does the storybook ending. I, I just think that team is five lottery picks. Pops, what do you got? Wow, I really, really want to pick uh, North Carolina in that game. I just think the the they're playing as good a ball as they've played. Caleb Love, Caleb Brady Love, Manic. that, what's that, that his, what's point the big guard they have. Name? Brady Manick is – I mean, he's solid. He's No, no, the, the big dude that got like 25 rebounds against St. Peter's, uh, oh, uh, Baycott. Uh, Baycott. Baycott. Yeah, Baycott is a, is he's a force a beast. in the middle, and he can score. And, you know, and he's smart. They pointed it out how he'll get the pass down low, and he doesn't bring the ball down. I mean, he, he turns and goes to the basket and keeps it above everybody. Um, Don't let the eight by North Carolina deceive you. They are very good, and they are playing well right now. But then he's got, what is it, Mark Williams, whatever, that seven-foot-one guy for Duke. Yeah. I mean, he's a baller, and – and, uh, and Griffin. Bachero, uh, A.J. Griffin. I mean, yeah, just, uh, Roach is playing really good, and he may be the worst guy on the team, uh, honestly, but he is <laughs> really playing good point guard. And he's going to be uh, drafted like 14th in the NBA draft. Oh, man. Because uh, what Wendell Wendell is the other guy. Wendell, uh, the other guy they from They have Keels, and they have um, – Or maybe that's North Carolina's guy, Wendell something or another. Uh, I mean – the game's tough. The game's tough. And honestly, if you pick North Carolina, I don't know what the line is. So, yeah, um, but, but you, I didn't pick. Um, I'm going to pick North Carolina. Yes, I'm going to pick North Carolina in that game. I think they got a little Carolina chip on their to shoulder. Play Kansas? I know you said Kansas yeah, earlier. So. I think they're going to play Kansas only because Villanova lost a, a really big cog in their in their wheel. So, I, I will say take Kansas, North to win Carolina, it all? and then Kansas to win it all. That's what I'm saying. LJ, what you got? So uh, I am just looking at the bracket scenarios and I'd like a fellow named Dignan to win. So I'm rooting for, for no reason other than I'm rooting uh, UNC versus Kansas and UNC taking it. Interesting. Wait, that was, those picks also behoove Dignan. Well, but only if Kansas loses. Does it? But that's Dignan? also. Oh no, he took Kansas. Kansas if went if off. Kansas wins, then uh, the Bonehammers uh, went out. So I don't just, know who those people. Are. That's just how I roll. <laughs> I mean, I root for my fellow I man. Wonder. You know, I don't. I, I have no financial interest in Kansas winning whatsoever. None. None. None, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tony, what is your non-financial interest? Like, what do you okay. think is going to happen? Like, if I were to bet on the games today. Well, what, what would you tell me? Well, damn, you took non-financial interest out of it. Because so, um, <laughs> uh, I had pulled up that same email, and <laughs> I have two of the 
horses in the race. Um, but um, <laughs> so also, so on the UNC Duke game, I just think UNC at this point in time in the season has turned into a deeper ball club than Duke. Although I will say Mark Williams and Bochero at the Bonchero at the same time on the floor. I, th- I think his name's actually to- pronounced Bancaro. 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 But he's a, he's amazing. I, That's Barkley. Sorry. The man the man on Duke. So uh though they do have a very formidable front line, which is gonna give Carolina problems. But right now, there's not a better pair of guards. Playing in the tournament, and I, I would I would question in any basketball game you put out there. There's not a better pair of guards right now than DJ Davis and and Jared Love. They are playing phenomenal basketball in the backcourt for North Carolina. And, and Love, Love can take over a game. Love has proven that all the he now. Unfortunately for them, they didn't play the very next day <laughs> this semifinal game because Love was hot over the weekend. If he continues that through. Uh, and the and the New Orleans uh, rims are as easy on him as they were uh, there in uh, San Antonio. Is that where they were? No. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he's he's amazing. So I, I also have North Carolina winning that game, and it's just unfortunate for Nova because they only really go seven, maybe eight deep. And I will say this: one of the best things to watch in the games on Saturday is going to be Jamie Dixon and David McCormick go belly to belly uh, Nova versus uh, Kansas because those guys, and I told you Dixon early, we we talked about that uh, before the tournament started as a right. Pitts Noggle probably award winner, but again, not the kind of, but he's a man. He is a man, and McCormick, though, is actually getting healthy. He had a foot injury. That's going to be really fun to watch. There's no telling whoever comes out of that with a bloody nose is probably the loser, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. But I think Kansas Lightfoot has really come in and, 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 and played, played a well. part mm, in that. He has. They have a deep, deep team, and I, unfortunately for Villanova, the length on the perimeter I think is going to finally do them in there, and they just – that's just a tough, tough injury for them to overcome in four days. And so uh, I, I've got Kansas winning that game. And then so you've got a Kansas-North Carolina final. Uh, I had Kansas the whole time uh, in one of those brackets, and I think they still are. That I thought the Big 12 was the best conference in the country. I think ACC has proven maybe that's a little bit different. But Kansas was the top team and the top conference. Uh, for most of the year. So I'm going to go with Kansas over North Carolina because I think that McCormick could probably take that one home for him on Monday night. Well, uh, one argument for Kansas is you mentioned a lot of people and you didn't mention uh, Ogbaji. I don't know if that's because you didn't want to say his name or because you, he's their best player probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. And, 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 and so if I he's think, playing well with everything else that you mentioned, then yeah. it, it's a well machine. Kansas is really well balanced. I mean, you just look at him and they are a complete – Probably the most complete basketball team of anybody in this Final Four, and I, they they look really really good right now. I, I as much as North Carolina is riding a wave, I think Kansas is just solid. So I do think um, the upsets are fun, and we, that's why we love this tournament, and it's great. But like to get four teams that we have, I mean, I know it's blue bloods, but I mean you're getting the very four well balanced teams. It'll be four good, two good games. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. Um, 
Let's give Thanks a little shout out to to I, I mean we can shout out to players if you want, but when we talk St. Peter's, it's Shaheen Holloway. I, he yeah. seems like just the coolest coach ever. Yeah. Big fan. I yeah. would. I, they didn't come into games like looking to outshoot you or looking to. I mean, they did muck up games and make them dirty, but it was really just their guards are like, no, we're just gonna play with you. We're gonna we're gonna dribble with you. Like we're not afraid of anything and. What he did at St. Peter's was really impressive because St. Peter's is not a school that should be competing with any of these, and they weren't competing when they were beating them. Yeah. Um, Pops, what did you think watching that St. Peter's run? Well, you know, I, I thought in the last game, uh, uh, and I didn't see them play Murray State, but it seemed to me that St. Peter's was rushing their shot. They, they, they seemed to be a little tight. I think the pressure got to them, especially because they gave up like the first nine points. Yes, to, I think they North got Carolina. behind early. Yeah, got behind like nine to Peter, nothing. And Dougie Buckets was starting to just throw shit up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just think they, they felt the pressure finally. Um, it, it got to them a little bit, and I think it got them a little bit out of their game. And then they, they just, it looked like they had a bucket but on the basket But still, even throughout, though, I did enjoy, like, even when it was a 20 plus point game in the second half. They yeah, were still like they were causing hard. five second violations. Like they were still balling. Yeah, they're yeah. still balling. And they just they just and they had a lot of good horses. drives to the basket. I mean, you know, some of those buckets would have fallen. There were a lot of 50-50 balls that could have gone in or and just bounced off the rim. And and boy, those it could have been a different a different way. Mm. Um, but I say all that North Carolina. I don't think was going to be beat the other day. I just think – and didn't uh, – Tony, did you see – did uh, Holloway, Shaheen sign a contract with Seton Hall like – I think it was like hours after they got beat? Yeah, I I think so. And and that was pretty much a done deal. And it, and it should be, right? Staying sh- Jersey, he deserves a job. He deserves, deserves a job. And nobody should be upset with him for that. But, um, yeah, I – you know, you just saw the, the ebbs and flows of that game and they just came out. <clears throat> Dadgummit just – couldn't get out there and get on them. And that's what you've got to do if you're undermanned at Arkansas kind of the same way. Um, it just happened to them at the end of the first half. Uh, but they just couldn't just couldn't get that. And, and and Carolina was just too deep for them. And, and that's the first time it's happened to them. But the thing I really appreciated about St. Peter's, they didn't come out there like a Princeton or uh, like a New Mexico State and have one really great guy and then run some kind right. of gimmick defense or some kind of gimmick offense and beat you because of the system. They just came out there and they flat beat you. They, they were out like, there. We're going to play hard. We're going to play hard and we're going to beat you at your game, our game. We're going to come out here and play basketball and we're going to beat you. And uh, it, it was fun to watch. It was yeah, really. Fun I to agree. Watch. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't just a, a big time score with something like a boxing one. Like, it was just like. We're gonna play basketball, yeah. and we're gonna put ours against yours, and see what happens. And yeah. it went yeah. far. I, I'm it. interested to see what happens with Shaheen going for going moving further because I do. He just seemed like a cool guy. He just like the players yeah. liked him. I don't know. I, I liked it. LJ, what do you do? You, do you want to talk? Uh, you want a mention of Shaheen? You want a mention of Houston? Or do we want to go straight? Because you know we can talk too much about Arkansas. So. Well, I did want to. I just wanted to throw out there that that I've read that the the common theory is that Iona was holding uh, the power of their conference back, and now that they have been uh, usurped, uh, we should all watch out. We should all be very very aware of of that basketball conference, that powerhouse um, that will then start winning every tournament. Uh, because Iona was wow. just they were just they were holding back the the dam, uh, just keeping all these teams out of the tournament. And now the levee's broke, and it's just it's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean. So, so just be aware. Okay. 
Okay. Well, keep that one in your back pocket, yeah. okay. listeners. Yeah. So that's, that's, do I have that look on my face, Tony? LJ, oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> LJ said something there, and so here's what I want to say about that, because he's right. But he, I, I, I listened to Excuse Kenny me? Smith. He's right, but I listened to Kenny Smith and Barkley have this conversation, and St. Peter's talked about their New York, New Jersey guards, because not everybody comes gets all the New York, New Jersey area guards. And Kenny Smith said, now he's a Carolina guy. He said, yeah, but he's also DJ, a New York, New Jersey guy. Yeah. Davis is one of those New York guards from White Plains, New York. He was the best of those guards. So he's going to go into that game going, I'm a New York guard. I don't care. I, let, let me, let me show you, remind you who I am. And he went out and did it. And, but now those, the New York guards and, and I remember Nolan Richardson used to go get, I mean, Daryl Walker. Uh, we used to go get, you know, New York guards were always the toughest you could go get. So the MAAC, that's where they recruit. That's where they live. So if the, if the programs in New York are really that good and they're really, LJ could be right. He could be right. He could be. He could be right. But he could also be right. could we be, could see a resurgence there of East Coast <laughs> basketball. I will say, yeah, let me say this. Everybody, I remember in the selection show, West Coast basketball, it's back. Look how much power is west of the Mississippi. Blah blah blah. Fuck you. You know, everybody, every all the look at who the final four are. How many West Coast teams do we have? You know, it's it, the, the power of basketball is still where it's always been. And the Pac-12 and the WCC, they're gonna have to figure that shit out. How they're gonna have to play tougher people late in the year if they're ever gonna be able to really get become dominant again. There well, go. there you go. There's Uncle Tony's statement. <laughs> Lay down the gauntlet on him. Yeah. Um, Pops, I do want to ask what's your thoughts on um, Arkansas season? I think they I think they had a good season. I think they ran into a Duke team that played at the top of their game. Um, they were just hitting on all cylinders. And at least for the starting five, I mean, they – they're, they were a better team, Duke uh, was, and certainly was on that day. So I'm very proud of the season they had. I think we got a hell of a recruiting class coming in. Um, well, yeah, we flipped uh, – uh, the Razorbacks flipped Anthony Black, who's uh, – he was going to – it was Gonzaga, Arkansas, and he flipped to Arkansas. And so they have three McDonald's All-Americans playing, I think, tonight as we're recording it. So wow. it, it's not something Arkansas usually mm-hmm. does. It's kind of like a rec- – Kentucky recruiting last, so we're probably well, going to fall um, on our face. But. Before I get off Arkansas, I do need to say, you know, I, I had a little thing for uh, Chet Holmgren, and, and I think I decided watching him in this tournament, I I really think he could use another year in, in, in college, uh, personally. I don't think he'll do it because I think he's going to make too much money, you know, in the NBA. But um, I, I really think he could use another year in college, honestly. I think he's fine. I do think I do have a, a hard take for, and I can say this now that the Razorbacks aren't aren't in it any longer. But Jalen Williams is good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But they need to find a way to make. I, and I think I know the answer. The charge blocking in college basketball is an issue. They need nah. to, the the issue, LJ. I got a fix for it. Okay. The charge is too fun of a signal to do as a ref. <laughs> it's like calling a strikeout in baseball. That's like bad ad. You're like, and they, they kind of do a couple like hop steps. Like, what am I going to call? What am I going to call? Charge! And they hit that. Hard, they hit that arm. So you you got to make wrong. the charge more of a weird funky. Because I still, if it's a charge, call a charge. But I just think they get excited and like I want to call a charge because it's pretty badass to call it. 
I think, I mean, I love your take. That's brilliant. But I think the problem is, is that um, offensive players don't have to charge with a head full of steam at the basket every single time, like have some control. It's a game of control. Well, um, and they mentioned, I, I don't know if they mentioned the broadcast. I know like in the, in the area I was watching, I was talking to somebody who was watching the game with me. He's like, really, if Gonzaga just does a few jump stops, like they're just going in with their head down and, and Jayla Williams and give him respect. Like he does. I know it's annoying. If it was another team, I would be as, as annoyed. I'm not like being hypocritical. I know it's annoying to get charge calls on you, but he understands when they put their head down and go and he just slides in like it. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing that he's specifically doing so well is actively doing nothing. And so if you can't beat someone actively doing nothing, then you need to hit the drawing board. You got to. Tony, do you have any, any response to the charge? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out actively doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, the whole goal is to stand there and just look straight actively ahead. If you it. move too much, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, so he's his whole goal is to move as little as possible. Yeah. I think someone, somebody, I, I think, um, as as someone I was watching with who does not, does not classify themselves as um, a big basketball person, but they said, He's just really good at doing the cha-cha slide right into them every time they're getting ready to shoot. Slide to <laughs> left, slide, slide to the right. <laughs> and he is good at what he does. I will give him that. Jalen Williams. And, oh. and on that note, I think Jalen Williams is a good basketball player. I, I think I hope he stays yeah. around for a while because I think he could, yeah. he could add to his game. But he's just he's a winning basketball player is what he is yeah. for your team. Yeah. So to, do you want me to give a – Take on Arkansas and the charge. Wherever you want to go, yeah. Okay. Tell me where, so first a charge, first a charge. Years. So I think they're probably going to change the rule this year because where it had been in the past, once an offensive player has left his feet, charging can't be called. You can't slide underneath him, and that changed changed this year. So they are probably going to go back that once a offensive player has left his feet, you can't set up for a charge. That would probably have cut. Williams's charges in about in, in half because a lot of times a player had left the jump stop, right? The jump stop, one, two right. jump, uh, which I think Todd Day invented, by the way. But, um, it, shout it, you out. know, you shout out. <clears throat> and, uh, but if they, if they make a rule on that, that once an offensive player has left his feet that you can't get underneath him, then that will probably stop. I think they changed that when they drew the cir- the the circle. It or lift? Do you remember that? Yeah, when I think they that's when they that. put the thing under the basket, the the little yeah, whatever they yeah. call it, half circle. Yeah, yeah. So if that changes, that's going to change the charge the call. cylinder. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's going to change the charge call. So that that on that 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 will that will make that a lot different. And really, there was only a few teams in the country that really took advantage of it. And Arkansas was one of them. But um, so the other about Arkansas, and so. First, the game, I think Arkansas lost that game in the last three minutes of the first half when Eric Musselman, Eric Musselman probably made the – not probably the first, but probably his worst mistake of the season from a coaching standpoint. He's he's adamant about if a player has two fouls, they sit on the bench. And he left Jalen Williams and Audis Tony on the bench that last four minutes of that first half. And it cost him. It cost him. And they went on like a – they ended on a – 12 to 3 run or something. It, and kind yeah, of it cost him, yeah, it cost him. Yeah, it cost him eight points. Yeah, it cost him eight points. And that was the difference in the ballgame because we we stayed with him in the second half. And I know they would have, we've all talked about it. they play different in the second half if you don't have that. Okay, mm. so we, we've all talked about that. But I, that was the difference maker. He should have made a decision. One of them should have still been on the floor because they just couldn't stop both Williams and Pachero. And, and so, uh, 
Coach K made a great adjustment, went to the zone to slow us down, offense, just to confuse us offensively, and then they blitzed us with both of those big men in when we had Tony and, and Williams out. That was the difference in that game. So we got out coached, but most was still great coach. Don't get me wrong, great coach. He'll learn from it. Well, and by out coached, I mean, you're saying for Musselman to win that game because like he was out, there was just more talent on the other side. So he was going to have to coach a perfect game. Whereas Coach K had a little more room, I think. A so more, I, yeah. yeah. So here's what I would say about the uh, Arkansas had different talent, <clears throat> and this is what I say about the game. Uh, Trey Wade, I don't know if if uh, must, some Trey Wade. He must played great in the game. Fantastic because it played to him. This game did not play to him, and I think Musk may have trusted him a little more because of what happened in Gonzaga, and he should have known that it was a completely different ball game. and I don't think he recognized that, and he played too much to Trey Wade. Fine. I, I, I'm a, I, I don't want this to sound like a complaint against Musk's coaching because he's fantastic. I hope we sign him to a 25-year contract, and – and we'll put a bus to him on the backside of Mount Sequoia. Whatever <laughs> he he needs to be in Arkansas. It's a perfect match. But um, Arkansas this year, I really think they really outplayed expectations. If you told me that we could go back to back Elite Eight with this team after losing Jalen Tate and Moses if they would have told you in Smith, January after we lost Jan- to whoever we did, they told me in November. November, I would have said hell yeah. Because our best recruit just entered the portal yesterday, chance or today, chance more, more yeah, he entered it, the it portal was Tuesday, I, and so you know, must they went out there and got themselves some players to compete this year, but they really over uh, Sweet Sixteen was phenomenal for us to be Gonzaga, Gonzaga set the, <clears throat> set the season. I really never attempt, uh, anticipated us beating Duke, but again, other than for three minutes in the end of the first half, we played right with Duke. And so, physical team, I don't know if we'll ever see a team like this uh, defensively, but I think it really set the opportunity for for other people to see how good Arkansas can be. Are there any other parting shots of the NCAA tournament that we haven't touched on before we move on? LJ, what you got? So, I got a fun fact. Y'all want a fun fact? No. Yes. Is it about nostrils so, or? No, it has okay. nothing to do with nostrils at all. <laughs> um, this this also, uh, so I found this from Reddit, a username virtual announcer, um, and it's, it's I think, roughly research. So, having two historians of the NCAA uh, on this podcast might be helpful. But there's do you the, know how many second. times? Oh, you're not talking about me. She's no. saying there's two um, old guys on the podcast. <laughs> well, so two ahead. old guys that watch a lot of damn basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know how many times the final four teams have all worn the same color? Ooh. I mean, how would you know that? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I, well, I can remember Houston, Louisville, and North Carolina State. And they were all kind of red and white. I don't remember who the other player, the team was. Uh, that was back in 80. I think four. I don't know. Blue. I don't know. It's blue and, and white. And uh, Georgia. It was Georgia. Well, they were all kind of red and red and uh, yeah. Black. So yeah. Boom. Got that. Kill it. So yeah. There you go. One. Damn. We got one. Whoa. Uh, how many it? other times were there? Do we? Have how about last other? year? Was everybody blue I, last year? Uh, no. I don't know. I can't remember who was last year, but I I see that the most. Re- I'll tell you the answer. The answer <laughs> is the answer is four, maybe five, if you count this current year. Okay. Um, there's there's one place where I guess the question is, can we count Michigan as blue? 
They go blue, but they yeah. wear blue yellow. Blue and maize. I mean, blue and maize. Yeah. So then we got five. We got five, including this year. And I can yeah. run down the list if you want. Yeah. Um, 61, we have Kansas. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio State, St. Joseph's, and Utah. So J- St. Joseph's got a maroon. But Ooh, you know. Cincinnati and Ohio State. That's a big year oh, for Ohio. Uh, that was one of my favorite ones to watch. You were on um, Ohio, totally. Let's see. NC State, Houston, <laughs> Louisville, and Georgia in 83. Damn. Uh, 93 Bang. has North Carolina, Michigan, um, Kansas, and Kentucky. Uh, 2008, Kansas, Memphis, Carolina, UCLA, and then this year will be all blue. Well, it was that 2008. You went to that Final Four, Pops, didn't you? Yeah. Joe Bo- Who was it? What was the team? That was Mario uh, Chalmers hitting the shot Kansas, against Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. 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 That was uh, Derek Rose. Was yeah. he in that one? Yeah. 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 It was in San Antonio. Sure was. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. So boom, five sitting kind of close to uh, because we also yeah, went to the we also went to the first round because we saw it in Little Rock at a, it was Alto Arena at the time we saw Dexter right? Pittman when he was too fat at Texas and then he got in shape and it was really good anyway no one cares um, <laughs> the final four last year was UCLA Gonzaga uh, Houston Baylor so not the same no, colors at all no. not even close <laughs> <laughs> anytime you get a green team in you're you're screwed on this bet yeah Chartreuse um, too. There, uh, they, this person did find, uh, that there were a couple other times their favorite was in 1949. Three of the four teams wore orange. Uh, so that's a pretty rare one. Okay. But that was my favorite game to watch. 1949. Um, oh, we, is there, uh, there's a lot more we need to get to. And I, and we might even, I, the NFL, apparently nothing happens there except for maybe everything, but, and then, and then maybe the Oscars, but first real quick, as soon as we get off the Oscar. a word from our sponsor. Over the last few months, I've been uh, scouring the internet looking for community. And I actually made a couple of friends way, way out yonder. He turned me on to this uh, new kind of sports casting, community sharing application on your telephone called ColorCast. ColorCast is a place where you can sit down and stream stats of the game as you listen to your favorite broadcasters tell you all about it. Why don't you go on over there and give it a look. Brand new application. We'll be looking out for you here. Um, so NFL-wise, I mean, we can, I think it literally happened hours after we got done recording. Tyreek Hill yeah. got traded from Ty the Chiefs Ricky. to the Dolphins. Dead. Everything's going great in Kansas City, you know, obviously. LJ's so. happy. LJ's <laughs> fine with it. It's pretty normal for a top-tier wide receiver to want to leave a future Hall of Fame generational talent quarterback that has a team that's offering him but, uh, game-changing money. That's normal. That's just go, what everybody does. To go to an offense with a quarterback that can't throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, no, totally normal. Everybody does that. That's like, you know, So everything's flaw, going like, great in Kansas City. Don't you know, worry. I'm everybody all about don't worry. Anon. Don't get me wrong. Like, two and on all the way, but... His one flaw is he doesn't throw the ball down the field. And that's and what Tyreek is the really fastest guy at. on the planet. Now, uh, maybe they, they do have an off or their head coach now is the same guy that knows really well how to make a talented receiver get a bunch of touches with Debo Samuels last year. So maybe he's like, I got Waddle, I got Tyreek Hill. I'm going to use him in ways you've never seen. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe so it is, it does make you, it pops as one of those things that makes you go, hmm. <laughs> Maybe CC he just really factory. likes the Miami life. Remember them Maybe telling you to see the Music Factory? Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. 
Okay. Um, do we have any more too. NFL thoughts? I mean, yeah, that, that you was know, the big I, I'll say, I, not that LJ may like this, but I think Kansas City probably may have gotten a little bit better with that trade for the long run. Sure. Yeah. yeah sure. Of they're going to get, they're going to get an edge rusher in this. My get a locker room guy. They have a chance of getting better. Yes. But I mean, we yeah. don't know. They're just making on hopefully that they're good at scouting. Yeah, I think they're they're going to get an edge rusher out of those two picks they've got and move up and get one of the big guys out. I, we'll see. Hey, Juju Smith-Schuster is a hell of a re- wide receiver. Oh, and have you seen his I'm, TikToks? <laughs> I'm just saying I wonder if that locker room's all good. Well, you know, I don't and, know. We'll and see. This is the first I'll tell you who's got to be pissed. Whoever puts the names on the back of jerseys, they went from Hill to Smith Schuster and Valdez Scantling. Oh, yeah. That's a <laughs> lot of letters. Hands. They need to hey, put job security, baby. Hands. Job security. Skill of hands in parentheses. I will say this. It's the first time ever that a team bought a wide receiver to get another wide receiver to leave. So the Raiders bought Devonta Adams because they knew Hill would say, well, shit, I want that money. And they knew Kansas City couldn't pay him, so he left. That's an awesome move, by the way. So the Raiders are playing chess, and everyone else is playing checkers in the AFC West. Parcheesi, even looks like it. Parcheesi, sorry, <laughs> sorry, you hit the square. Poor, poor spaces back. The Raiders are playing sorry while everybody else is playing trouble. Yeah, right. Shoots and ladders, baby. <laughs> I love that LJ is sounding confident, knowing that the Raiders might be the best team in the in the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably. They've done a lot probably. of good moves. I really like a lot of the moves yeah. they made. Any yeah. look, you any, can't bring me down right now. I'm good. I'm good. Wait till week one, and then I'll we be got, a mess. I'll, I'll be a puddle on the we're floor. We're talking to Mister Unlimited. Um, all right, let's wrap up. We didn't want to start the pod with this because everybody and their mom's been talking about it. But um, and really, you want to hear our opinion? So yeah. the slap heard around the world. Um, Will Smith smacked Chris Rock after what he said. Pops, is it well? Does anybody anybody on the fence of real or fake? A little bit, a little okay. bit. Pops, yeah, maybe a little bit because did did, okay. you, did you notice? I mean, I you're converting in, us. in every shot I saw. You could not see physical contact, <laughs> and. Oh, I mean, wait. it didn't look. It looked really good, but I'm just saying. Also, Chris Rock I never touched really his bad. face, not once. If you got yeah. slapped that hard, wouldn't you kind of go, "Oh, you know"? I mean, well, and and Damn. and it had it had the hallmarks of a stage slap. He's he's been taught how to fight for media, so like maybe there's a good reason for it. But his shoulder and elbow is in tight, while his hands kind of limp. It's very much a stage slap. I mean, I'm not wow. saying that they didn't connect, but but Guys, I think I'm there's reason to consider. I'm the only real. I, I'm I'm full on the real, and y'all are saying it's fake. I thought I was going to convince y'all. I think it was real because I think those publicists coming and talking to him doesn't happen if it's a yeah, fake one. No, but uh, same reason I believe it was real. And y'all saw the uncensored version where he's like cussing and then he's crying yeah. in his interview. I mean, I know he's an actor, so, so that's what it literally. Right, no, what he, and everybody yeah. he got an award for doing what if yeah, you think it was yeah, fake. The, the pro conspiracy side is everybody kind of wins in this because who benefits? Uh, How does anybody benefit with the Oscars? So the Oscars, the, we only talk about the Oscars when something crazy happens, right? So right? They Boom, benefit. Done. Uh, Chris Rock benefits because everybody that cares about comedy is saying, "Hey, you should be allowed to make jokes." Will Smith benefits because he looks like he stands up to a bully. Jada benefits because she gets to have awareness for a condition that nobody wants to talk about, plus gets a lot of sympathy from everybody around her. 
I mean, I, this is kind of a win-win for everybody. That Nobody really good, comes out no. shitty. No, because Chris Rock, Chris Rock comes up looking like a a bitch. No, the way he just who you're talking to. No, first off, as a comedian, he walked out there. He did his job. He told a joke. He got slapped by one of the strongest actors out there, and then and then just took it on the chin. And, and then continued. when Will Smith Turn said on the extended version, on the uncensored version, when Will Smith says, "Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth," he goes, "Yeah, I will." <laughs> like he's yeah. happily like. Well, he's he like he up. immediately turned it into a joke. He said, "Oh my god, we just made TV history. I just got slapped the hell out of by Will Smith." Like he turned it into a joke immediately. He looks like a great comedian. Comedians will stand up for him. He is a great and they are all standing up. I thought Chris Rock um, looked the classiest out of it, kind of, you know. I mean, yeah, no, Will Smith is, is the one that looks like a hothead and a crazy person, but he does get some points for beating down a bully, right? Um, taking up for but, his wife. But, uh, but he definitely should have, if you really were mad about this, the smart move is you turn to her and you see that she's in a bad mood about this and you say, honey, we're leaving. And then they call your name for winning the best actor award and you're not sitting there. Everybody's going to know what happened. Chris Uncle Rock's Tony's champion like at the bit over here. I know LJC. I no, used that right. No, at the I did bit. see that. I did see that. You know what you got? I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> so you know, come on, man. It's, it's the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who watches the Oscars anymore? Right? Nobody gets yeah. dressed up and goes over to somebody's house and has a bunch of mimosas and champagne and shit and watches the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, nobody does that. <laughs> that like somebody who did that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not saying you did, but it's still I'm not saying I did. I'm not saying I did. Look how he's dressed. He's just not getting for the Oscars. Nobody cares anymore. I, I don't give a rat's ass. And, 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 and to be, <laughs> I, I'm almost more. When I first watched it, I thought. That was a that's a really good act. And then even when Will Smith keep keep my bike shorts out of your mouth, you know, I thought <laughs> that's crazy. So I just you know, but ABC did uh cut the feed for fifteen seconds for the for the sound and, and so that tells me that they didn't know this was gonna happen. So I don't know. It's how that, it goes trending. Yeah, we'll see. But I, I, I could give a rat's ass. Yeah, I think the, I mean, the biggest problem is that like 24 hour news networks are covering this and it's like there's a literal war happening and we're talking about two yeah. billionaires slapping each other. Oh, like, my God. Someone asked the White House. It wasn't Saki, but it was like whoever's filling in no. for her. They asked about the the, no. the Chris Rock slap and she was like, oh, no. um, well, what? I don't think oh, the White nice. House has a comment because uh, <laughs> I do know that President Biden did not watch the Oscars. Um, <laughs> And you could see her smirking, like, "Are you really effing asking me this? Like, oh that's what you're God. asking." What so not that, yeah, yeah. I was really impressed with the first lady, though. Did you see she had comments um, about? Um, uh, I've been, I, I haven't talked about what's Tony drinking, but obviously <laughs> Uncle Tony's been drinking too much. Well, um, are you about- fighters, Travis. Travis. Hawkins. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Hawkins, right? Taylor Hawkins. Hawkins. I couldn't yeah. believe said Taylor. Uh, uh, First Lady, Miss Biden, had a Dr. Biden had a comment about that. I thought that was really cool. I didn't if, see if that. the First Lady uh, has a connection with Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of Foo Fighters, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I, I, why would the I guess first, I just don't why see would the White House ask it, about Will Smith? Anyway, how does it benefit? Like, it doesn't benefit Will Smith. I mean, sure, you, everybody's talking about his him. wife. What? Yeah. No, there's going to be Will Smith and and Chris Rock are going to have a movie together in like three years where Chris Rock slaps Will Smith and it's going to be the highest selling movie of either of their careers. Guaranteed. Wow. I'm kind of on LJ's side here. I think in a way, everybody kind of made out like a bandit. 
That's a good point. Yeah. I, did y'all hear? Did well? Okay, this might even help aid LJ's um, <laughs> argument here. But what? What? what do you hear what Will Smith said? Denzel told him what before he won the award. He said that Denzel. He's like, shout out to Denzel. He came over and he told me, you know. Right when you're at your highest moment, that's when the devil comes and gets you or something. <laughs> and it was like Denzel, Denzel with the with the moment. Like that was an awesome. I thought quote. we were gonna get well, Denzel was that an Andy talking thing to, or I thought we were Denzel, gonna have Denzel man. talking to my boy Jake and we were gonna get a little uh, censored, you know, talking training awesome. day like <laughs> King Kong ain't got- <laughs> That was a Chris awesome Rock quote. ain't got shit on you. <laughs> um, it oh, was, boy. I mean, it does. It, the only thing that makes me go like, yeah, it's fake is the Oscars ratings have been shit for two years now. Yep. And they're like, we need a moment kind of like that moonlight stuff. Well, I was about to happen. say the only Oscars that I think I've ever watched in my life. And I watched it carefully because we did prop bets on it. Me and me and some roommates. <laughs> and it was that year. And do you know how many things I can tell you about that Oscars? That one thing. That one yep. thing is the only thing I remember about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it's part of the business model if they're smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kanye so, walking up on stage and saying that uh, Beyonce had the best video of all time. Yeah. I mean, these the, things are, these things sell your show. Which Beyonce yeah. had a great performance at this Oscars, but no one remembers because Will Smith went. They even at this Will Oscars, Chris Rock said that animated movies are for kids. And so the animated community is like really, really pissed off at him. Uh, but no one's going to care about that. Like that's yeah. such a small news story. That doesn't even matter. Um, Pops, let's talk genre. about something that people do care about, and that's does Lifford have a bougie problem this week? I have, I have a real quick week? short one. Yeah, I have a real quick short okay. one. Great. Um, and and so I don't know if this is a bougie problem, but I'll quit saying that. But I mean, I think I should say it every time. <laughs> it always is. So so I'm fortunate enough this last week. I gotta go to a wedding in the middle of the final four. That, that's right. gonna be a, anyway. Um, I went to Wolfpin Gap, you know, and I got a side by side. I got a buggy, and Wolfpin Gap oh is like an ATV trails. I'm about to say, out, elaborate what that is. You're out riding on ATV trails. There might be a cooler in the back with some adult beverages, you know, and you're chilling and all that. But I'm going to tell you, in a word, dusty. <laughs> really, really, <laughs> really dusty. Like, open a beer, last drink is mud. <laughs> dusty. <laughs> dusty. In your yeah. ears, I'm still getting black stuff out of my nose. I mean, oh, <laughs> dusty. You might need to see Doctor Payne again. I mean, is that there's is that your dominant? Is that body. your dominant nostril? Yeah, dominant or nostril or the the left or right nostril? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So I think that, I bet one was worse than the other. One, you know, maybe so. And I think it was my left. You know, which would be my dominant which makes nostril sense, if I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> hmm. Let me see. Is one bigger than the other? Hmm. Actually, maybe now that you're saying that, but that's not good. Audio, not not good podcasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, quick, quick, down and dirty, bougie problem for me. That was love it. it. Love it. Literally, Easy. quick, down and dirty. LJ, <laughs> LJ, do you have any kind of bougie problems? I mean, just I always want to make sure that we check. You I got nothing. Thank you for so asking. No, I'm doing okay. fantastic. Uncle Tony, we're going to ask you what you're drinking unless you also have a bougie problem. Then we're asking you both. But what do we got over there? You know he doesn't have to follow Pops. (laughs) You got to ask him first. (laughs) No, I ain't got no bougie problems, man. I'm drinking. He's all happy about Uh, the the bone hammers. Yeah, no, we want to talk. (laughs) 51% chance I'll even talk. But um, I truly do hope it's – I look at that email where it's – is it UNC in Kansas if – 
if UNC or is it UNC and Nova and Nova wins, it's a tiebreaker between if, what's yeah, Tony if UNC and, and Nova and UNC wins, then it's a tiebreaker with an over under of one fifty one and a half. And it's and it's That's Dignan spicy. versus what's Uncle Tony drinking? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's you spicy. You right cannot there. call that even. I'm not. Yeah. I'm so not I'm making really any hoping that's we're all That'd worried be really about great. the people yeah. at home are all worried about Coach K and Duke. Like, can you draw it up better? We got Dignan <laughs> versus what's Uncle Tony drinking with a tie game at the Dignan. end with an over yeah. under of a pretty reasonable number. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving this. Yeah, if people are asking. Both those brackets are mine. I ain't. I ain't syndicating for nobody. <laughs> Bone hammers. Bonehammer two and three are both Bonehammer's two and what's Uncle Tony drinking? Both mine. Who's, so, uh, who's anyway. Bonehammer ones? Because uh, that's right there with my scores. Bo- I think. Yeah, Bonehammer <laughs> one was that one we were on the pod. And said, "Oh, you got to do the one where you just don't look and just do it." And so I was thinking to myself, you know what? I got to be, I got to be true Boy. to the podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and do that, and that's Bonehammer one. Yeah, okay. sucks. Hurt, hurt. But anyway, okay. Okay. I do think the people yeah. understand how big of an ad, like how big of a lie you are. But that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So Uncle Tony is drinking a Sazerac, and the reason he's drinking is a Sazerac, is I about to say there's got to be a reason. The Sazerac <laughs> is a New Orleans drink, and so we've Hell been yeah. pretty. Cl- Where's we've the been pretty. So we were. <laughs> Which you like in New Orleans? <laughs> so we drank a, a, a. We had a drink from uh, Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. We had a drink from San Francisco, California. Everywhere Arkansas has been so far. And <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> Arkansas is not New Orleans, but that's the only basketball place left. So the Sazerac was uh, created at the Sazerac Coffee House there in New Orleans. It's mm. a, a very strong, boozy drink where it's uh, it's rye, Peychaud's bitter, which is a, a spicy bitters, uh, a sugar, uh, a sugar cube that's been... Um, uh, you know, uh, melted with with water or or simple syrup, and then uh, the very very tip top, a little bit of absinthe, a little bit of the mm-hmm. naughty water, and uh, <laughs> you 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 coat the glass with that and put it. It is a very nice drink, a very a very much a New Orleans classic. And so here's to New Orleans. Here's to the Final Four. Good luck to everyone. Sazerac is what's Uncle Tony. Hell drinking. yeah! Well, all right, there we go. A little bit of the naughty water. <laughs> the naughty water. <laughs> all right well i think i think that does it for this week's spot i think we're good do we have anything else that we're good man i'm i'm golden Separate. i always like to double check sometimes like the gold happens right here at the end <laughs> That's true. Say, we well and then, if you say that no i'm just kidding and yeah, then pops like you know Will i you? wish there was a tv in my restroom and then all of a sudden we get an old conversation <laughs> i do have a favorite um, thing that didn't get on the pod but it's nothing real funny um Ooh, yeah, what is it what is it um Clark Kellogg, who I happen to like actually quite a bit uh, as an analyst for college basketball, I kind of looked okay. up some of his stats. Guy was a baller, y'all. He was he as a rookie in '82. Okay, he was a twenty ten and three guy as a rookie in the as NBA. a rookie in the NBA as a rookie in the NBA, dude. That's yeah. a baller. Clark Kellogg was the man. That's okay, okay, okay. So what did he get hurt? Yeah. Because I see he he's did. got 19 games played in 85 and then four in 86. He started having some knee issues, yeah, and he yeah. retired probably oh, after man. about six yeah. years, something like wow, that. Wow, you okay. had to see that. Yeah. Okay. He played okay, at Ohio okay. State. He was good. Good good player. He was really good. I, okay, so now i got to bring it up because that brings up – what's the Miami coach's name? Jim Arreganato. Laringa? Laringa. Laringa or something. Are you talking about when – 
It looked like Bayheim in the Syracuse Orange man, is who it looked like yeah. out there. But what's it's what's John his Laranga, name? I think. Laranega. Laranya. Laranega. Okay. Okay. So this guy now is one of my favorite people. I mean, he's like that. He's like that uncle that always comes over for Thanksgiving. You don't know where he came from, but he's the star of the show. Every time anybody interviewed him, anytime they talked about him, he's talking about this guy is classic, man. And I just love that exchange for him saying, Char- tell Charles Barkley was going to take his shirt off for the Auburn game. Auburn beat Miami. <laughs> and then, and he says, well, we wanted to win because nobody wants to see Charles without a shirt on. I, but they kept talking about this guy. And the more and more I heard him talk and watched him, the more and more I like this guy. Classic 30, 35 years, kind of like the Texas Tech coach, Mark Davis, that's, you know, but just been toiling away and now has a Division One main team. And he's been at Miami now for for a few years and they he's turned that program back around. And so I, I really like he this guy. He was good on all his interviews, like the sideline, really, the halftime ones. He was good. I really like this guy. And so I wish him the best of luck unless he ever plays Arkansas. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think he may be the second best star of the NCAA do y'all, tournament. Okay, so while we're just saying names out, do y'all, who's Pete Pete Gillen? Pete Gillen, Gillen was uh, wasn't he the coach at is it Princeton? No, who was that Princeton was coach? coach at uh, Providence? He's, I do Providence, know that he's still yeah. very much alive. Yeah, and, and he talks so funny. Rex Rex Chapman, who who got oh kind of God. back is he in Frank fame. Thomas's like distant son or brother or something? You know <laughs> Rex what Chapman looks? Is it what, is that coach at North Carolina State or whatever, or South Carolina? Rex oh. Chapman was. The, I know who Rex Chapman is, but he looks like Frank the Tank. That coach, like had, a white, smaller version of Frank. Th- oh, no. oh, you're not talking about Frank Thomas, the hitter. Okay, no, oh, the uh, basketball like, coach. <laughs> My brain was about to break. I was like, "What are you okay. saying?" No, I, I, <laughs> um, I don't know what the well, hell you're way, talking about. Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman's been on the Turner broadcast, or he was. This was like in the first weekend, and he like randomly starts talking about Pete Gillen. It was like, "Rest in peace to Pete Gillen." And Pete Gillen's not dead. He's not dead at all. He posted a picture from like the tournament games like, uh, hey, Rex, still here. I'm still alive. (laughs) Wow. And and Rex Jackman just killed him on the air. Like he just murdered him on air. Pete Gillen was for CBS. Gillen works on the CBS Sports Network. And he was one of the the one that did the, uh, uh, once the selection show was there, he was one of those guys that worked in there. And he worked several CBS games for that. I know. He was like, I'm very much alive, like literally working on TV. Rex Chapman, how did he get this job? Okay. Well, I'm going to be involved with funky glasses. I don't know. Well, he was on Twitter and he did block and charge and just re like he shared a bunch of videos. Like there are funny videos, but he just, he got famous again by sharing those. And then he told a story, which his story is actually, it's good. If you hear it back, like it, he had a lot of, a lot of issues and, and has like a kind of a comeback story, but he he, he doesn't need to be commentating. He doesn't need to have, he doesn't need it. Then again, Rex Shackman might say that we don't need a mic in front of our face, but here we are. And with oh, the he'd be wrong. He'd be wrong. <laughs> Damn hey, wrong. It was Pete Carroll that was the coach at Princeton that had the little old back door, just a really cool little offense he used to run back in the day. Yeah. Um, Pete, Carroll? Pete Carroll? Yeah, he would back – not yeah. not Pete Carroll. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but 
Interesting. Pete Carroll. He had a little great little guy. backdoor cutting. All offense. right. Well, yeah. let's let's Sorry. put a bow yeah. on this one. This <laughs> was this was a good podcast. I'm don't apologize. I'm the one that got us off the off the yeah. off the rails here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Show. All right. So we need to wrap this one up. We make sure you're if you're not already follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and if you're not subscribed, you should be subscribed on Apple. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Spotify, where, Spotify, Stitcher, sure. wherever you get it, yeah. wherever you get it, just just wherever subscribe. All we do is put out these these, these hits for you. So um, <laughs> just press play, baby. <laughs> Another bomb track. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for this week. We will see you back next week after a champion is crowned. Hell yeah! Me and pops are going to have to watch the recording version because we might not be able to see the actual final four, but. Rest assured, we'll be back. We'll see y'all next week, guys. Peace out. We're gonna instead of like having the music trail in, we'll have Tony build the underscore and then it'll transition. You should have another drink, buddy. Well, so what happened What had happened was I didn't get to go to lunch today, and I went straight to the tax man, and so the first thing I've had today yeah. is four ounces of rye. And there you go. So, there you go. It's a good choice. It's a good dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you got uh, prime Uncle Tony tonight. Hell yeah. This is a good chef. This was a good chef. I really like it. I did. It's fun. All right, boys. Brothers. Hey, brother. Hey, hey, y'all fingers crossed, because... We may make some money this weekend. We'll see. Well, There's going to be some it, serious money made this weekend. If it is it just Kansas? Is that happen. what we're looking for? It, well, I think Tony has Duke, doesn't he? Me, me live, I, I've got I've got a slice of Duke and North Carolina, so I. I oh, mean, so you're there, almost going to make it. Yeah. Well, it's just definitely not this. Villanova. Duke, I mean Kansas <laughs> yeah. and Carolina and Carolina yeah. winning, right? Yeah, because yeah, Bill Carter can kiss my ass because he's got Villanova, <laughs> and I don't. I don't, and I don't, and I tried to get a piece, and he was being ignorant. So I don't want to. I don't. I don't I'm not for him. Brady, but we on Brady man, it goes crazy. And he I, might. Yeah, yeah, he might. Yeah, he might. I love it's gonna go crazy. It's gonna be an awesome game. I went, I'm glad. I, I hope you guys aren't going to a wedding. It's, oh, it's gonna be an awesome game. I think it's gonna be a great game. Yeah, I hope. I hope you're not. You are. <laughs> Just record it. Record it and see what happens. Just record it and see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to record it, so we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Should I wait till the pod starts to ask what Diagnon is? Dignan. Dignan. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Charles means if you tell me what Dignan means. <laughs> I'm sure look, Tony's already trying to talk about brackets, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we knew it wouldn't take long. <laughs> I really shouldn't talk. I, maybe next week we talk next week. But yeah, I'll go ahead and talk. It's never yeah, yeah. it's never been bad for you to say make a prediction that you might win or something. <laughs> I calculate the odds at fifty one percent, so you know, do with that as you will. For Tony, he's got 51% chance. He's got 51%, yeah. LJ, yeah. what do you have for me? Uh, It's the same I got for me, actually. <laughs> do you want to hear it? Or? No, I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> um, we'll just say it's 57%, man. We somehow didn't we, win. We could so. just say that, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so y'all ready to do a little, do a little clap test? 57% chance I filled out a bracket. 
Right. <laughs> on zero, three, two, one, zero. That you fight well. Now you can join us. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.